We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Nation, welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. And Fachi, I got a little trivia for you today because I've been doing Man. my mic stuff here. I'm curious. There are about eight Pacer players that had the first name of Mike. How many of them do you think you can guess? I mean, on the spot, obviously Mike Dunleavy comes to mind. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Mike. Mike. No one in recent years that comes to mind right now. Yeah, no, there's not a lot. So I'm yeah. just going to go through. I think I want to say Mike James is on the Pacers at once, too. So maybe there's nine. Was he only on there for like a game, though? It could have been that. This isn't definitely a – there's no sample size here. So I went through like quickly before we came on the podcast and started writing down names. But here's a list of players, Fachi, for you that previously played for the Pacers that had the same name as you, Michael. Uh, we got Michael Williams from 90 to 92. We got Mike Sanders from 89 to 91. We got Mike Price from 71 to 72. Mike Lewis from 19, uh, just 1968. Mike Flynn played from 75 to 78. And then we got Michael Brooks, who played in 1987. And then we got, you probably remember this one, probably the most recent after uh, Mike Dunleavy, Michael Curry. He played on that 2004-2005 team. And guess what? Today, August 22nd, his 54th birthday. So happy birthday, Michael Curry. Just want to give him a shout out as well. So we're going to go with the Michael Curry Fachi today wow. for the introduction. So there you go. A little bit of Michael Pacer history for you. Hey, it's fashionable to be compared to a Curry in any which way. Could I have done without Michael Curry and maybe more of a Steph Curry? Yeah, I think I could have done with that. Well, we've seen your but jump shot. It looks more like Michael Curry's, okay? <laughs> the shot you saw went in. So you know what? It was I'm still bad. It <laughs> still... went in. So... Alex, we got a fun one for yeah. for everybody today. Terry Taylor himself 
coming through, making his set-in-the-pace debut. Alex, I had a blast. I think you did, too. And I think Terry did, too. We got some laughs out of him. We got a couple stories. But, man, he had me excited for year two because he even compared himself to a player, which we won't spoil for everyone. But, I mean, if there's some comparisons going around that Terry Taylor sees himself like, yeah, this one was this was a good one. Yeah, I just definitely think Terry kind of opened up more than probably fans have ever got to hear him because, you know, he's not that starting power forward, that starting center right now on the team. So he doesn't get as much, you know, time in front of the microphone like you see with Halliburton or even Miles at certain points, you know. But he's a guy that has worked his butt off to get to the NBA, and I think you're going to hear a little bit about that journey in today's episode. I think it was really cool for him just to kind of like give us a, a look at how he got to the Pacers and, I thought that was a really interesting part of the conversation as well. But, you know, I just – I really have enjoyed uh, the, the game of Terry Taylor, and you know that I've been a big fan of him since we got him. Like, very impressive, and I, I definitely think he's he's probably the best rebounder on the team right now. Has to be. As we Has speak. To be. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. This team desperately needs to get better in the rebound division as a category as, as Sabonis has left. And now we're relying on, you know, Turner and – Ijax and Jalen and Terry now to carry that load on the rebounding side of things. So I'm just excited to see what he does this year, but I really like this conversation that we had with him and really good to kind of open up that other side of Terry and get to know him better. Absolutely. I mean, when Terry was even talking about the shoes he was wearing, I wanted to pull like a like Mike and put them on and say, make me rebound like Terry, you know, because I could use it. I could use some of those rebounding skills out there. I mean, it's not really my forte, but this guy makes you appreciate rebounding because yeah. I said it inch for inch at six foot five. I mean, this guy is, he's pulling down boards left and right. And when you said best rebounder on the team, I mean, now that Sabonis isn't there, I think Terry's got to be the guy. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt about it, Fachi. But uh, I think we should get out of the way and just let our fans hear from Terry himself. So let's take a quick break and we'll hear from the one and only Terry Taylor right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen of Setting the Pace, we now welcome on the pride of Bowling Green, Kentucky, inch for inch, the most underrated rebounder, in the NBA, he is our very own Indiana Pacer, Terry Taylor. Terry, what's going on? Appreciate you having me. Uh, it's going good. Just sitting in the lobby of my apartment complex right now. So, hey, not bad at all. But Terry, let's. I figured we'd start from the beginning. Look, Terry, you dominated high school. All right, we're talking 
All-State three times, MVP, state title, yet still under-recruited. You go to Austin, PA, you dominate for four years, twice winning Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year, yet still go undrafted in the NBA. How enormous is this chip on your shoulder to prove everybody wrong once again? Oh, uh, man, the chip the chip's never going to leave. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be huge because uh, there's always going to be, like, questions or doubts about me, like my size and what position I play, if I can do this or I can do that. And, you know, I'm always I'm always every day looking out to prove myself, uh, regardless if I have proven myself even in the slightest bit to anybody. Like I, I feel like I still got a whole whole more a lot more to show everybody. Well, I'm so, curious. Well, I'm curious because, you know, everybody always talks about, well, you're only six foot five, six foot six, whatever. <laughs> You know, what position are you? I don't really care what position you are, but when people ask you that question, what do you respond with? Uh, I'm a basketball player. Like, that's that's the only thing I can really tell anybody. Like, I go out and I make basketball plays for my for my team no matter what. So you can put me in any position. Like, I'm still going to rebound. I'm still going to defend. I'm still going to make some contributions on the offensive end. So, like, at the end of the day, it don't matter what where you put me. Like, I'm going to make some type of impact. I love it, but it's no matter what site you look at, it depends. Maybe it's a different day of the week. They got you as a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward. It's everything. So it's like you're the only one that can clear that up for us. But in a positionless era, hey, if you're going to play three positions or so, we'll take that every day. But I mentioned it before, and I know that, you know, you, you walk the walk, but I want to hear you talk the talk a little bit. Call me crazy, but I said – you know, at six foot five, inch for inch, I do think you are the best rebounder in the NBA. Is there anyone even close at six five or so that can bring what you're bringing to the table rebounding wise? Because I want to put it in perspective. Per 36 minutes, 4.8 offensive rebounds per game. Terry, I don't know if you're aware of that. That's ahead of Giannis. That's ahead of Rudy Gobert. Uh, you know, Nikola Jokic. We're talking about all stars and MVPs here. Oh. Uh... Honestly, no. I honestly don't feel like there's no one at my size that can do what I do. Like, I honestly feel like I'm one of one when it comes to offensive rebounding and just rebounding in general, just because I know how to use my size um, and my strength, and I just got great instincts for where the ball is going to be. So I really don't think there's anybody in the NBA that's they can rebound just like me. Like, even going back to college, like. I still rebounded at a high level. I think I averaged like around four offense rebounds a game still in college and playing heavy minutes and still being the focal point. Like I still did it at a high level. So I, I, don't, I don't see nobody Love it. in my size. Well, I, I noticed you're, you're changing your jersey number from 32 to 21 this year. And uh, there's a former player in the Pacer Nation that wore number 21, and that is Thad Young. And I've heard, you know, some people believe that you guys have a similar game in terms of, you know, not known for your offensive presence on the perimeter right now, but, uh, you know, just that scrappiness, that ability to play down low and guard, you know, multiple positions. I mean, do you do you compare yourself at all to that, or is there another player out there that you think you could match up-wise in terms of, like, skill-wise, someone you look at that you kind of resemble their, their playing style? Um, no, not really. I mean – you know, Thad's a great player. You know, he's made a great career for himself. But for the most part, like, I don't really try to, like, imitate nobody. Like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, I'm my own person. So, like, what I do is different 
than what dad may do. Like, and, or who, who else I've got comparisons, uh, Jay Sean Tate. Like, I just feel like my game is different than theirs in a, in a completely different way. Like rebounding wise, like, I feel like it's di way different, uh, Matching up defensively, I feel like it's different. Even like shooting from the perimeter, like I, or just being able to make certain plays offensively, I feel like our games are still completely different. Like I honestly feel like I'm just my own unique player, and that's what I like about myself. Well, Terry, you, you talked about being a one of one, and I'm gonna mention a stat that basically puts you in your own class. I'm sure you're aware of it, but you know this is a real stat. This was tweeted out last year. You made. 100 of your first 155 attempts from the field. That field goal percentage at 64.5%. That was the second best since the NBA merger behind only Mitchell Robinson, who has eight inches on you and, and pretty, you know, basically, and pretty much stays in the paint. So, Terry, are we only scratching the surface here on your potential? Uh, Yeah. I feel like I got a lot more to show. And, you know, that comes with time and more development and, you know, more trust from my teammates and my coaching staff. So, I just feel like I got a lot more to offer that is going to take some time. But, you know, when that day comes, like, I feel like everybody will know, like, hey, there's more to this kid than we uh, than we knew about. So, but I feel like only only Cam knows. Uh, only my, Shout out to Cam, though. Only my closest friends from back at home know. My trainers know. So, it's just, it's just going to take some time and a lot more development and trust. I'm curious to know a little bit more about your experience getting to the league. Obviously, uh, the Pacers had an eye on you, apparently, for summer league and the G League and that kind of thing. And so uh, you you played great in the G League at the call up to the NBA. But I'm curious, when did you first know the Pacers had an interest in bringing you on um, their G League roster? Uh, I'd say it was right after the draft. Okay. You know, I, I watched the whole thing and, you know, even like even Camden was telling me like yo like you're not gonna get drafted like or there's a possibility you could but you know how the draft goes like certain people get picked before when they were projected or someone comes available that they shouldn't have been there so you know a lot of things got going in place but um, towards like the second round he was like hey like just want to let you know like it might not happen but be by your phone the conclusion I was like okay that's fine like and that's the one thing I respect about Cam and I'm like they they kept they was honest with me the whole time like even during the pre-draft process even when I had like high hopes that like yo I think I can get drafted like they were like hey like don't be don't be shocked if it doesn't happen like you know because I didn't get invited to none of the league camps or nothing like that so <clears throat> and there wasn't Portsmouth so you know that kind of hurt at the end that kind of hurt in the beginning but um. Yeah. Uh. He, him and BJ called me, and they were like, "Yeah, the Pacers. I think the Heat and maybe the Pelicans or somebody, some someone in the Western Conference. I can't really remember, but they were all trying to give me like an E10 deal. Uh, and he thought, you know, they thought uh the Pacers made sense just, and they brought up players like, um. Mitru Long, um, O'Shea, um, who else? Um, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, Alizé Johnson. They brought up players like that, and they was like, they got a really good development system, and 
you know, I just think they was like, I think that's the perfect opportunity for you to go and like get a two way or even a standard deal. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, let's throw away Indiana. Like, I didn't second guess it or nothing like that. I trusted what they said and, you know, I rolled with it. Um, so going in the summer league, we're going to summer league. I had a pretty good summer league. Um, and, you know, I didn't play the first two games. And, you know, that's okay. Like, I, I was still being a great teammate and whatnot. And I think it was my first game. I really showed a glimpse of, like, how I could impact the game just because I think I had five offensive rebounds in, like, 14 minutes or something like that. Crazy. And, you know, it just continuously, like, kept going. And uh, Coach Coach Tom, who's the head coach for the G League, like, he was really keeping an eye on me and really working with me. And um, obviously, I go into training camp, go into preseason, and the whole nine with the faces. And then after the Cleveland game, I get cut. And um, I didn't clear – I didn't – I uh, cleared the waivers or whatever. No other NBA team picked me up. So I signed with the G League team, and that was the – that's where it all got started from. I love it. I mean, you talk about you – know, you didn't get that that draft night feeling that everyone, you know, thinks about and everything. But when you go over to the G League, I mean, you dominated right over there with the, with the Mad Ants. It was evident. And then you end up playing – I think it was like roughly about 23 games with the Pacers. But – Terry, I'm going to be honest, it took about a week or so to, to be like, this guy needs more minutes, and we want him here long term. What was the feeling like when the Pacers converted your two-way contract into a standard agreement? Yo, that was probably the best feeling like I had. Um, I really didn't – I really, it really didn't settle, set in with me until I – until probably my second week back at home. Then, like, I was like, wow, like, I really, like, went through the grind, like, I went through summer league and I didn't play the first couple of games. I went preseason, only played like 10 total minutes. And then like I had an all right like scrimmage in my first G League game. And like I even went to Cam and I was like, yo, like I don't think I'm going to play. Like I don't think I'm going to start. Like, I don't think I'm going to do none of this. So I, you know, and then, you know, I go to the G League and I, I put up crazy numbers. And then like even – when I got the two-way, like, I still wasn't playing. So, like, I was going to practice and still working out and whatnot and not knowing when I was going to get my shot. And then, you know, Coach Carlisle puts me in at OKC and I, I like, helped spark a comeback uh, win in OKC. And I think that was, like, the tipping point to where he's like, hey, I can, like, trust this kid and, like, he can give us valuable minutes and be a valuable piece for us. So, you know, just knowing that, Chad and all them like believed in me that much to like give me a contract. It really meant the world to me, and like it just—it's only gonna go up from here. Like I got—I still got so much more to prove on like why they gave me a contract, and like later down the road why I deserve another one. So you know, it was a great feeling, and I'm thankful for it every day. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna say as a fan watching you, I uh, was not sure what to expect. Obviously, I wasn't super familiar with your game. I, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, I heard a lot about That's your, okay. I heard a lot about your your rebounding and how you were great at that. But I was like, I want to see what he looks like in the NBA. Obviously, I mean, it's one thing to do it in college; it's another thing to do it in the pros. And I think the game that stood out for me was probably, unfortunately, when Isaiah Jackson got hurt in that first quarter against the Magic after he had just had a really big game against the Clippers, I'm like, okay, 
that stinks for him. And then you got that opportunity. And I thought, man, okay, Terry Taylor came to play. I was like, this kid's got something special. I'm like, I really believe in him. Is that one of the games where you felt like this is like, I can do this. This is like my welcome to the NBA moment. Like I I know I can play in this league. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was actually, I was actually nervous. I was nervous as shit whenever I got in that game. Cause I seen, I seen Isaiah go down. Like I wasn't expecting to get in that early. And he's, and he goes down. I'm just like, Oh, I was like, I was not, I was just like, my hands started sweating. I was just like, man, well, I guess it's time. Cause I heard all my team is like, yep, TT, get ready to go. I'm just like, already it's only been like 30 seconds i was like i ain't even i just put my gum in got to chewing like i just sat down like i'm just i'm sitting i'm really sitting here thinking all these things and i was just like hey man now or never it's time to go so i got in and you know at that point like i'm playing with house money like i can't there's nothing like i can do wrong at this point like i'm gonna get the chance to play no matter what so I just got to go out there and play my game and just play normal. And I think I did that pretty well. But, like, that was really my welcome to the, like, NBA moment for me. Like, because I really showed the fans and I showed all my teammates, like, I can come out here and play any – you can put me anywhere and I feel like I'll rebound with the best, the best and biggest of them. And I'll just – I'll play my heart out for, it, for y'all every night. So that's just how it was. I mean, Terry, the way you were rebound out, rebounding out there, you made me believe that I could rebound. I ain't speed. So I'm telling you, your your play has been inspiring. But one thing that was also inspiring is, Terry, I'm going to be honest, I've seen flashes of that three ball. Now, the people don't forget against Detroit, you turned from Terry Taylor into Terry Curry, and you went three for three from three. So how is that three ball looking these days? Because – you know, in this era where they're launching a lot of threes, if you can get that down pat, the sky is the limit for you. Uh, it's, it's actually been better. You know, I've been – that's been the main thing I've been working on because I know there's going to be plenty of times, like, I'm going to get opportunities to catch and shoot, especially with Tyrese and Isaiah running the pick and roll and even with Goga, Miles, like, and then you got Buddy and all them around. Like, it's going to – my man's going to sink in every time because, you know, teams don't believe that. I can shoot it, but, you know, I think last year was more of nerves sometimes whenever it was called because I feel like I really need to hit this. But now, like, this coming year, like, I don't feel like it's going to be like that. Like, I know if I catch it, like, I'm going to knock it down. I believe I'm going to knock it down every time. So I think I think it's, like you said, the sky's the limit. Like, knock down two or three of them and, you know, it opens up so much more for me and my teammates. And, you know, that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's one of those things where you almost have to have a three-point shot to to keep yourself in the league. I mean, I think Draymond's probably the only one that doesn't really have a consistent one at this point in his career. But I am curious a little bit, though, in terms of being in the year or being in the, an NBA last year, you know, you've got that experience. I'm curious, what goals have you set for yourself this upcoming season that you want to achieve uh, this year? Um, goals that I want to uh, achieve. Um, you know, I want to be like a constant piece in the rotation, you know, be part of like helping the team win and like growing and developing with all the guys for like the long term, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I want to make the Rising Stars game. Like, I want to be a part of that, like, for my second year. Uh, and just continue to develop and just, you know, showcase that, like, I'm getting better with my craft and, you know, I'm just – there's there's going to be more layers to me outside just rebounding and being, like, versatile defensively. But, you know, it all comes with time. So – but those are, like, some goals for me, just be in the rotation, be a great uh-huh. teammate and – make the Rise of the Stars game. I love it. And, you know, that stage I think is going to be awesome because, you know, and once again, shout out to Cam. You know, Cam sent me this article. Uh, basically, Bleacher Report put it out. The NBA's best kept secrets. And for the Pacers, you were the player that they highlighted on. And I feel like, while it's great to be you know, in that category, we want you to be a household name this year. And if you can make the Rising Stars game, I think then you can get – you know, more of the NBA casuals being like this Terry Taylor guy, he's got something there. And that kind of takes us into this offseason. Last offseason, big one. This one, borderline even bigger. What have been the things that you've been prioritizing most this offseason? Uh, probably being more explosive and quicker laterally because, like, I want to be able to, like, switch one through five, be able to, like, really – impact the game defensively, like, kind of how Draymond does, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really watch a lot of, like, Draymond clips and, you know, even, like, Chu, uh, our analytics guy that um, is with Rick a lot, uh, he's pulled up some clips, and even Lloyd's pulled up some clips, and, like, you know, at some point, like, in my career, like, I want to get to that point, like, where I can cover a lot of holes for our defense if there is any, or I can just be that anchor and be able to, you know, if we need to go small, like I can fill that, I can fill that void, or, you know, even if we go big, like I can still hold my own on the perimeter. So um, that's something I've been trying to work on. Obviously, the shooting, because it's a shooting league. Like you gotta be able to shoot to stay on the court for the most part, and just making the right decisions, like on closeouts or just in general, and trying to slow it down or pick when to slow down or speed up and whatnot. So it's been a it's been a good offseason though. Like I've enjoyed myself, been going to different places, training and learning. So it's all it's all been great for me. Yeah, I mean you bring up Draymond, I mean I think he's obviously a really great player. So I'm curious uh, if you're trying to model your game after him on the defensive side, is there any way that you could model yourself after him offensively? Are you that type of a playmaker or do you see yourself as a different type of player offensively? Uh, I feel like I could be that playmaker, like that type. You know, it just comes with, you know, playing more and learning from everybody and asking questions. But, like, I feel like in due time, like, I can't be that type of playmaker, but I feel like I could be more at the end of the day. Like, I'm always going to think I can be more than what other people put me in. Like, I'm never going to just be like, hey, like, I'll settle for this. Like, I'm never going to be that person. Like, I'm always going to want to be better and prove to myself. Like, that's the whole That's the whole reason I play. Like, I play to prove that I'm one of the best to play. Like, I don't play just for – to say, hey, I'm in the NBA or, hey, they pay me this to play. Like, no, nah, I play because I love to play and I want to prove why, why I'm here and I like to win. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. 
you know, first of all, sorry, those Draymond comparisons, they got me ready to run through a wall right now. All right, Pacer Nation is going to be thinking the same thing. So, <laughs> love that comparison over there. But also, we got a nice young core over here that fans are beyond excited about with the potential for everybody to be able to grow together. Now, look, we're not expecting a championship this year by any means, but what can we expect from this team coming together on a night-in, night-out basis? Um. You know, our our emphasis, I feel like it's going to be more on the defensive end this year. You know, I just feel like if we come together on that end, like, it'll really, like, help help us out. Like, because there was times, like, last year, like, defense was really a problem for us. You know, not trusting the system or, like, just not having that chemistry with each other. But, like, us all being so young and we're going to have time to hopefully build and um, make – make strides together so like you know it's gonna be an exciting year we got a lot of athletes like we got benedict we got isaiah drafted kendall uh obviously we know tyrese we got um Jalen. we got tj coming back we got andrew nimhard we got o'shea y'all know how o'shea is especially on fast breaks like it's gonna be an exciting year um there's gonna be a lot of good flashes and there's gonna be some bumps in the road but like it's gonna be all good for the for the long for the long haul because I just feel like the guys that we're putting around and the guys that we will add like it's just gonna get even better here in Indy in the next couple of years. So, um, but for the most part, yeah, I, I just think defense is what's really gonna get us. Like, because we know we know what we can do offensively. Like, we we can put the ball in the hole offensively just as good as anybody. But like. Defense is where we got to, like, strap up and really, like, get the job done, so. Yeah, I definitely think this team over the last couple of years has taken a step back defensively ever since the departure of Dan Burke, who was a huge part of the Pacers' successful teams in the early 2000s, even the late 90s, and even the uh, 2010s when they made that Eastern Conference Finals run against the Heat. You know, Dan Burke was there for Mm -hmm. all of that. So, you know, it's just interesting to kind of see how – the team has moved forward without him and, and the defense has slack. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. But one thing I thought was really interesting, obviously, last year, there was a lot of trades that happened in the middle of the season. You guys had to be there for that. It was all during the COVID outbreak, you know, all these trades, guys in and out of the roster. Um, but then they bring in Tristan Thompson, and we know that people called him TT as well as you. So tell, talk to me about that, like, week of having Tristan Thompson on there. You both guy, both of you guys having the same nickname and, what kind of uh what kind of experience that was like? Uh that was a it was a good experience. Like, you know, he's a professional. Like he's been on championship teams, like he knows to come in and work and whatnot. And you know, he gets he gives good advice during the games about like what to do. Uh, but yeah, like Buddy and uh Tyrese be in the locker room and like we'll all be sitting in the locker room and they'll be like, Oh, TT and I'm I'll look over and they'll be like, no, 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 not you, not you. Uh, Tristan, we forgot he's also TT from uh, Sacramento. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I'm literally just like, it's every time, like even in practice or in the weight room, like someone say TT and I'm just like, like we got to come to like some understanding here, like of who, you, who we're talking to. Like, and, you know, I just feel like, I was like, yo, I was here first, so like, I feel like I should get like the reins of like that being my nickname here. 
Um, so uh, they were just like, they try to like say, oh, well, big TT and then little TT. I was like, no, like, can't do that either. Like, how about we just call him Tristan? We can call him me TT. But, you know, it was all good. Like, you know, it was a good, he was a great teammate while he was here. Um, and, you know, very knowledgeable about the game. So, first of all, oh, it, it became evident real quick. This town was only big enough for one TT. All right. There wasn't going to be a big TT and a little TT. That, that's way worse than only one. Only one. Only, only one. Only one. Remain. So, look, I'm happy that you won that, that battle. But now, in all seriousness, look, after when that trade happens, it felt like there was two different Pacer teams. You got pre-Halliburton and you got post-Halliburton. What was the vibe like afterwards when you got, you know, Tyrese coming through, you got, you know, there's a couple different other, Buddy healed. What was the vibe like, you know, post-trade deadline? Uh, I think it was just, it was more exciting. You know, it was more lively. Because uh, Tyrese – He's got such a big personality, like even him and like even Buddy too, and you mesh it with Dwayne and the rest of the team, and like everybody starts to feed off of him, and like everybody starts to like, you know, start being more energetic and whatnot, you know, especially when Tyrese came, like the ball moved around. He's like he's not afraid to pass the ball up or anything like that. I'm not saying like the guys before didn't pass the ball up, but like it was just. The, the game was more faster in that aspect. Like, he just – he pushed the pace. You know, he was always trying to, like, get a basket quick if they scored or even if they didn't score. Like, he's really trying to push the pace. And I like that about Tyrese. Um, and, like, he's a good leader too. Like, he's always going to tell you what he sees and, like, what he wants you to do and whatnot. And, you know, being so young, like – I mean, we're all young. We're all like 20, 22 and up, like 25 and younger outside of obviously TJ, Miles, and um, uh, Buddy. But for the most part, um, so it was, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun time. And it's even going to get, it's going to get even better because Tyrese is getting better. Like, I honestly think Tyrese is an all star, like, in the coming years. Like, that's how good Tyrese is. But, um, just and then on top of that, like especially when we get everybody healthy and fully on board, like then I think it'll be even better. Like we was doing this with a lot of people in and out of the lineups and having to call upon a lot of people that you know ain't played that many NBA minutes or had that much experience with Tyrese and them. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. It was like 30-some players, I think, on the roster last year at one point. So, I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, I've never seen something like that before. Um, so, I got a two-part question for you here. My first part is, uh, what player, one-on-one matchup-wise, do you think you got the better of in a game last year? I'm just curious. Like, you thought, oh, I, I just dominated this guy in this game. I did really good. And then, on the flip side, who's one player that was, like, incredibly hard to guard, and you're like, okay, this is, this is a tough matchup? Um... Uh... Person, I feel like I got the best of. One on one, I felt like when we played the Magic, when I had my breakout game, like they're bigs, I feel like I had, I got the, I feel like that was my day. Like I feel like I had them that day. And then probably when we played Trey Young, I think it was the second. I can't remember which one. He had like 30 something at the half, and like I kept getting switched on to him. 
I think that was one. And then also Vucevic. Vucevic was like, uh, I was getting, he's giving me any bucket possible. And like, Miles is over trying to tell me like how to guard him and like whatnot. I'm like, dog, like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do right now. Like, he's, He's got like seventeen and ten right now. And it's not even the second. It's not even the second half. Like I'm out here, I'm out here on the island with him. But it got better in the second half. But I think those two for me, uh, for sure, for me personally, they're like I seen the bulk of the matchup. So what I'm hearing over here is the Terry Taylor revenge tour. We're circling the Chicago Bulls on there. <laughs> He's going he's gonna to get some TT. So, uh, but one guy that I feel like we're not talking enough about, and I feel like injuries happen in that. You got to play with them the regular season. You got to play with them a game in summer league. Chris Duarte, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about, you know, how you how you like Duarte's game, what he's bringing to the table, because he had an excellent rookie year. But maybe due to some injuries here and there, I just feel like people aren't talking about him enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Chris was, ha- Chris was on pace. Uh, he was on pace to have like probably being the running for rookie of the year if like he would have just if he kept going and not get hurt. But Chris is another special one. Like his pace and the way he plays is, you know, it's amazing. Like I've never seen someone come in, be a rookie, and like play. Like even before I played and like I just watch on TV, like you can just tell like his pace and the way he played the game was just different than others. Um, his shot creating is phenomenal. I feel like I can get a shot off at any point. Uh, you know, as the season went on, his playmaking got a lot better too. And it's even getting, even got better. Like when we was uh, practicing for summer league and we played in summer league, like I think that was his whole focus because they know he can score. Like everybody knows he can score, score, score the best of them. I feel like, but at the same time, like his playmaking, I feel like he's going to open it up for him more. And obviously if we get shots on the outside, like, It'll open it up more for him, but yeah, people people need to stay on the Chris Duarte train because he's very talented, um, you know, and he's only getting better too, like the rest of us. Like he's going in the year two, like me. He's going in the year two, like me and Isaiah. So um, it's just it's just a matter of time for uh, he really blows up. Okay, I gotta ask because we all know that that Lance Stevenson is just you know <laughs> crazy, but I'm curious. Uh, do you got a good Lance story for us? Do I got a good Lance story? Um, uh, probably not PG wise, but <laughs> I I'm gonna have to hold off on that one. But Lance is a wild one. Lance is a wild man. Like, and I enjoy being around Lance too. Like, he know he he kept me afloat this past year too, helping me out and. Uh, you know, giving me advice on how to get out the screens quicker, where he wants me at, uh, when he drops the ball, he wants me to cut back door, stay in the corner. So he was really helpful too. And, you know, it was great seeing him like be off for two years or like a year and a half or however long it was, and then just come back and show the NBA that like he could still play. So I thought that was just dope to see, uh, especially the – the Nets game. That was probably the most. That was that was the craziest thing I've ever saw in my life. Like with my own eyes, like twenty points off the off the bench in the first quarter. Don't miss the shot, and you hit the buzzer beater with the shimmy. Like that was just that was 
that was unreal. It was like it was like really watching a video game at that point. Yeah, it's like you had to start working on your air guitar skills faster than you thought, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, 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 big facts. Big Truly, Superman yeah. putting back his cape back on, coming to Indiana. I mean, really, it was just so Lance-like. We had him on a couple months ago. Story time with Lance is a great time. I mean, he had a couple good ones for us. But uh, as we transition over to a little rapid fire, it's going to be the first thing that comes to mind. Speaking of Lance, it took him, you know, about five minutes per response. We want to, you know, keep it quick on this first thought. Favorite game from last year's NBA season for you? My favorite game from last season, uh, probably the Wizards game. I really liked that game. Um, it was just a good back and forth affair. Uh, we came out with the W at the end, but and I mean I, I dunked on Kuzma, so that was probably my favorite moment too. So because uh, I got a text from back home and everybody's just like, "Yo, like you dunked on Kuzma," and my little brother called me. He was like, in typical fashion, he was like. You're not even like that, like <laughs> that's great. He's like, you're not even like that. So, and it it shouldn't even count. The ball came out, and I was like, of course, you're you're going to sit here and hate on me right now. Classic brother hating right there. I got an older brother. We go back and forth like that too. Yeah, but that's that's my guy. That's my that's my biggest supporter, but my biggest critic too. I love it. Oh, that's that's great, man. You know, Fachi knows a lot about the Wizards, so it's good to see them go down. But uh, my question for you is, who is your favorite player growing up? Favorite player, LeBron. All right. What wow. shoes do you like to wear on game days? Uh, right, right now I've been wearing the Giannis Zoom Freaks. I think it's – is it three? I think it's three. I can't remember which ones, but, like, feels like nothing's on my feet, the most comfortable shoe I got. It was the low Kyrie's. I think it was, like, Kyrie 4s, and they were lows. But they tore up from the G League. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I had to switch to Giannis and – I got like four pairs of them in my locker right now, so it's probably my favorite shoe to play right now. All right. So, what what teammate do you have the closest relationship with? Oh, uh, it was probably all my rookie teammates, to be honest. It was Isaiah and uh, Dwayne more than anything, because I mean we would all ride together to the airport, and me and Dwayne would sit by each other on the plane. So, you know, we all we all got kind of close. Uh, but this summer, me and Chris have talked more, and we've hung out more. Like, we went to Top Golf, and I got absolutely obliterated by Chris, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably say the, my rookie teammates more than anything. Now, this one could be a little bit tough. Best shooter on the Pacers, one shot. Who are you putting your money on? Tyrese. Ooh, okay, okay. Tyrese. I wasn't sure going to go buddy there. It couldn't nah, even say Chris. I mean, we got some shooters on this team. We do, but hey, man, I've seen Tyrese. Like we play shooting games, and he's put us on his back before, and it's been crazy. So, I like Tyrese in the shooting game. But he, but he's definitely like right there. It's not like it's like right there. It's not it's not like a big discrepancy between neither one of them. Well, we won't. I mean, you can't, we won't tell them you said that. We'll just keep it on here. If they listen, then that's up to you to defend yourself. <laughs> that's fine. That's uh, fine. Okay. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, what's your favorite sport outside of basketball? Football. You got a I team you roll with? I like the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Before Pat Mahomes got there, I like watching when they had Alex Smith, Jamal Charles, and Dwayne Bowen, all them. And even when Justin Houston was on the defense and Eric Berry, I really like watching them play. 
So, um, yeah, I'm a big football fan. I love yeah. watching football. I'm a Denver Broncos fan. So, Terry, I'm going to let it slide, oh, but I'm telling you, <laughs> you're going down this year finally that we got Russell Wilson. But, oh, you know, outside of TT, what's another nickname for you if you have one? Uh, so, back at home, uh, I got like, most, most of my, my friends and former teammates I play with, they call me Zebo back at home. Oh, okay. Uh, so I got that nickname my freshman year of high school because, like, they they all said I played like Zach Randolph when I was in high school. Barely jumped in high school, so <laughs> I was really I was really having to score buckets, like using angles and using my body really well. So they called me Zebo, and was a good one. Right. it just stuck. It just stuck with him. He's an Indiana guy too, so that definitely just you know ties it all together for you there. Uh, I love yeah. it. Uh, who is your favorite superhero? My favorite Batman. Okay. Probably. You like the new one? Uh, uh I I haven't watched it. What? I haven't watched. I it's haven't watched like it. Three hours. So I've been ready. That's that's what O'Shea told me. O'Shea was like it's like three hours. I was like, dog, like I'm not trying to sit there and watch. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit in the movie for three hours. Like it's I ain't gonna lie to. It was worth it. It, it was good. I don't I like think it's dark. better than the Dark Knight. I don't think no, it's that's because the bar on that is just so high. I mean, yeah, Dark Knight's they, like a masterpiece, you know? Yeah, there's no way they're being the Dark Knight. Like, that's a classic. Like, I could watch the Dark Knight every day and not get tired of it. Yeah, I think every other Batman movie after that, it's, it's got big shoes to fill. But this one is a good one, so you're going to enjoy that. Uh, all right. What never fails to make you laugh? Maybe go-to type of humor. <laughs> uh... It it just depends. Like I be on TikTok a lot, so it's just it's like I don't even know. It's like a little bit of the dark humor sometimes. Like, it, or it it's just like you'll see some crazy stuff on TikTok, and it's just like, dog, I'm not supposed to laugh. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. They oh. put it on there, and I gotta laugh. So it's it's sometimes that, or um, what is it? It just depends. Like, I got a group message with my boys from back home, and it's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. It's something new every day. <laughs> That's great. So this is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to give you about five or six different this or that's, and I just want you to tell me which one you prefer uh, of the two that I give you option-wise. So we're going to start things off here first. Uh, salty snacks or sweet snacks? Salty here. Sweet. Okay. Uh, cats or Dogs. Dogs. Uh, physical strength or mental strength? Uh, mental, for sure. All right. Uh, driving or flying? Honestly, I don't know. Because I, I do, like, even when I drive home or I drive back to Indy, like, I enjoy the ride. So, I don't know. I, I'd probably say flying if I want to. Okay. And the, and the last one here is, would you rather travel to the past or to the future? Probably the past. I don't want to see what's lying ahead of me. <laughs> well, you, you know? can change so, it though if you fly ahead. I'm good. I'd rather it just happen. Because <laughs> if I come back to the present, I'll be thinking about it too much. That's fair. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Terry, as we wrap up over here, I mean, tell everybody what they can expect from you this season, night in, night out. What kind of Terry Taylor are we getting? Uh, same territory you got last year. Uh, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to defend. Knock more shots down this year. 
So that's what you can expect on a nightly basis. And that's about it for real. I'm just going to play hard most more than anything. Regardless if shots are falling, I'm going to play hard and try to still help my team win no matter what. Respect that for sure. All right, and Terry, tell everybody where they can find you at on social media. Um, Twitter, y'all can find me at TerryTaylor21. Instagram, TT.21. Love it, love it. Terry, really appreciate you coming on, and hey, best of luck this season. Hope to chat again. I appreciate y'all for having me. All right, thanks, Terry. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There it is, Fachi, the Terry Taylor interview that we've been desperately trying to get done for probably a year now almost. So he finally got it in the books. But I think it was well worth the wait because Terry was a great interview. And I think having that bit of NBA experience made our conversation a little bit more in-depth. Absolutely. I mean, it's true. Say we had landed this interview, I don't know, six months ago or maybe more. Uh, you know, we might not have had as much to really talk about, but Terry was really able – to take us through, you know, some of his top moments on the court, you know, that, that battle against Vucevic, that, that, was, that was fun to hear about, yeah, also yeah. some other stories. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm waiting for him to get payback on Vucevic. I really am. So it's going to be fun. But overall, I mean, how could you not fall in love with this man's game after hearing it from him? So, you know, I'm going to be just, you know, out there saying, we want Terry left and right to get this man more minutes this year. Man, Faja, you are a white guy right there, bro. <laughs> I know, and it doesn't help that the sun is shining in on me over here. I'm on video. I'm like disappearing. Looking like Seamus, man. Yeah, I've heard that one a couple times. <laughs> that I have. I'm just I'm just saying, you are. I'm, I'm looking like a little red cherry ball over here or whatever, but I'm just saying, I'm just laughing. You lifted your arms up. You got even more white there. But, um, oh, yeah. Uh, with that being wall, said, wall is white behind me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm camouflage right now. You, if I didn't, if you didn't have the beard and the jersey, I wouldn't know where you're at. You'd be a floating it's head. True. It's true. Um, regardless, I just want to say it was really cool to hear him talk about how he's been watching Draymond Green film to get himself ready for next year and maybe learn some of his tactics and things that he does. And I think that's a perfect person for him to model his game after because of the similar, you know size. I mean, obviously Draymond, I think is a couple inches taller than Terry, but you know, Draymond made a career out of being an undersized big and, and he utilized his lower body strength to become that really great player for the Warriors dynasty. And I'm not saying Terry's going to be there by season two or three, but I definitely think as he continues to develop his game, 
I don't see why he can't get there. Um, if he just puts in the work, it's the opportunity. I think that's going to be huge for him. Now, I would definitely like to see what he would do offensively differently than Draymond because we know Draymond at times, uh, you know, can be I'm not a liability on offense, but, you know, yeah. uh, teams don't really worry about him as much, but they have to be careful with that dribble handoff stuff with him and Steph. So I think Halliburton has some of that in him as well, though, to be – uh, a massive threat in a pick and pop, pick and roll situation with Terry being that screener, roller, passer, whatever he is. So I, I truly believe in his potential. I just want him to get the opportunity, like he talked about, being one of his goals in the rotation consistently. And I thought that was awesome. Well, one, obviously with Draymond, you're talking about two guys that were four-year players in college. Draymond was a second-round pick. Terry went undrafted. And Draymond continued to develop. He he was They doubted him. And I feel like Terry had to go through a similar type thing. And I feel like that is a great person to be able to compare yourself to, the work ethic and what you can bring to the table. So really excited about that. But also, I just think that, you know, he had a great goal of just saying, just be consistently in the rotation. It yeah. wasn't like, hey, I want to be, you know, putting up, you know, 15 and 10 or average double-double. It was just, just get me, you know, give me consistent minutes and I'm going to make it count. And, and I believe that. I respected it. And I just feel like, man. The Pacers have to find a way to be able to get this guy consistent minutes because at times, and we talked about it in summer league, he looked like a man amongst boys. And that's what that's our first glimpse after year one. I can't wait to fully see him in year two. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's going to be tough because we've already talked about it. There's a lot of bigs right now that could get some playing time. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best for him. I mean, obviously, he talked about it, but Carlisle realized he could play after that magic game, like, okay, he's got game. I got to find ways to get him in there. And I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I mean, we saw it in the summer league. I felt like there was times where he was the best player on the team. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's tough because Matherin looked really good when he played too. So I mean, totally different players, but in yeah. terms of the bigs, you know, nothing against IJX, but I just felt like there were some games where Terry Taylor was a better big uh, overall. So, you know, I, I do like though that he's got that ability to be right up there with the guy that was drafted in the first round, you know, talent-wise. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, this is a very talented player that's going to need time to get on the court, but there's a lot of guys on this team that are going to be trying to get on the court. Uh, and that's what's tough about having so many young players is how do you find the playing time for them? But overall, though, I just really like Terry rooting for him hard. I, I just want him to do well, and I want to see him thrive in this next season. Could have said it better myself. I mean, Terry averaged nine and a half points per game, about five and a half rebounds last year, did over 60% from the field. He outperformed many first-round picks yeah. last year. So just give this guy some playing time. He'll make the rest happen. Overall, just a great, great guy. Seems super down-to-earth, hard worker. So I'm excited. But, yeah, Alex, before we continue to ramble on all night, I mean, should we tell the people where they could find us on social media? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Setting the Pace 3. I'm at Alex Golden NBA. You can find Fachi at underscore F-A-C-C-I. Check us out on Facebook and on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at what, Fachi? YouTube.com slash Setting the Pace, a Pacers podcast. If you liked what you saw for this episode, which will be uploaded, um, then give us a five-star review if you like it. Or, or just give us a rating, a follow, subscribe, whatever it is that you seem you deem fit. We want to continue to be able to bring you guys the best content possible. And Fachi, if you're excited that Terry Taylor is a piece on this Indiana Pacers team moving forward, then say these three words. Let's go Pacers! Let's go Pacers!
pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team, we gon' need a mop. Smooth. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.